You're listening to an Anderson Entertainment production. This episode, we're feeling pretty handy in Fab Facts. We are uncovering a number of smugglers in the randomizer. And who can it be now? It's Dean Jackson and Jason Kenny. That's Sir Jason Kenny to you. That's all coming up in pod 199. Sorry, your lordship. Of the Jerry Anderson Podcast. Let's get started. Let's go. Spectrum is green. The Jerry Anderson Podcast with Jamie Anderson and Richard James. Oh. One ninety nine, one pound ninety nine, one hundred and ninety nine. Pod one nine nine, or pod two hundred minus one. Yeah, well, you could say that. I yeah. suppose, yes. Which means next week it will be <gasps> 200, 200 wow. episodes of this, the Jerry Anson podcast. 200 whole episodes. And for yeah. 200 whole episodes, mm-hmm. we have been your co hosts. We have, that's true. Um, that p- bloke over there is. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, oh, me? Yeah, it's you. Oh, yeah, sorry. Uh, Richard James. Sorry, yes. I should have been. Yeah, introduce myself. Uh, and and that bloke over there. That's me. Uh, I'm Jamie yes. Anderson. Yeah, yeah. But that bloke over there. Ah, on now. Yeah. What do they call that? Because he's put a what? a racing bike on that floor mounted thing, so you can yeah, cycle yeah, in right. place. Yes. And yes. Then, well, it's uh, spinning. Is it spinning? I think it is. Yes. But well, I mean, I've never seen Chris look so aerodynamic. That's for sure. Even wearing his helmet. I don't think you knew that indoors, Chris. But for some reason, yeah. Chris Dale, the randomizer, is today. On a bike, an indoor yep. bike. Yeah, um, he is. I don't know what he's doing, but he's going very, very fast. Hopefully, he'll he's have really some. Going for it. I know some breath yeah. uh, left for the randomizer, which comes up at the end of this podcast yep, when he yep. uh, randomly watches a random episode of a random Jerry Anderson show and says some amazingly insightful and hilarious things on it. Mm-hmm. And on the way to that incredible item, which everyone looks forward to, Richard and I will be padding out the rest of this podcast. Pid- 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 <laughs> the rest of this podcast. Oh dear, it's only one hundred ninety-nine. Like, I can't even yes. say podcast. We'll be padding out the rest of this podcast uh, with the following items described to you uh, now by my colleague Richard James. Yes, thank you. Well, as you said, the randomizer is random. The rest of the podcast is not. It's the same old tat <laughs> that we've been hawking around the place for the last 198 we've pods. We've been peddling so, uh, for 198 yes, pods. Yeah. Very good. So, you know what to expect. We've got fab facts coming up uh, any moment now where uh, Jerry, oh, Jerry, sorry, Jamie Anderson, uh, will we'll be read, channeling uh, it. Yeah. In quite a fab fact from a book of fab facts, and we'll discuss said fab fact and decide whether it is, in fact, whether it's fab or not fab or mundane or just trivial. We'll yes. see. Uh, we've got some news, lots of newsy, oh, news, so news, much news. news. I'm, I yep. just looked ahead in the script and I'm dreading yep. the volume of news. But hopefully, oh, 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 Podstroms, oh, oh. you'll be excited by it because there is so much news this week. It's so much news. It deserves yeah. its own podcast, but don't worry, it'll That's be with this one. Oh, okay. And that gives me an opportunity to sit back and finish my uh, cheese, tomato, and pickle sandwich. Uh, so for me, up a little later. I notice. Sorry, uh, we've also got uh, now. This is the first part. I'm assuming of a multi-part interview. No, because no, no just the no. one. Ah, it's the first good. part of the one part, the only Great. part of an interview with uh, Dean Jackson, who many of you may not know, but he's the proud owner of Hoob H U U B, the cycling and triathlon gear place, uh-huh. um, and Sir Jason Kenny. 
Uh, uh, is that the first Knight of the Realm on the podcast? I mean, we had Sir Robin of Ince, but I think technically that's an honorific <laughs> yeah, title. It's not a real self-proclaimed. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think he, I think he actually is. Yes, Sir Jason Kenny, our most decorated Olympian, recently uh, retired at the grand old age of thirty-four. Uh, mm. from Olympic Cycling. What a lovely man. And we had a chat with him and Dean about the uh, the new cycling range from Hoob, uh, why they both love uh, Anderson Show so much. And you might be surprised by, well, Jason's oh. particular penchant. Don't worry, it's not oh, really? Joe 90. Okay, good, good. Uh, well, I look forward to that. And yes, of course, we'll be hearing from our lovely podstrons who've been, I have to say, we've got a bumper crop of emails this oh, week. Oh, goodness me. It's I mean, all you know, some weeks, today. you know, we might get three or four, and that's great. But this week, I've got at least a dozen. No, not at least a dozen, maybe 10 or 12 to get through. <laughs> Uh, so I might actually uh, space them out throughout the uh, the podcast. I'll see how we okay. go. You really um, undersold been... that, by the way. Yeah, I did, rather, you know, didn't I? There's <laughs> yeah. a bumper crop. I mean, maybe it doesn't. Well, ten or a dozen. I mean, you know, you, more than the usual three or four. You really downgraded yes, that with yes. every phrase. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, done. So yes, uh, they've been emailing us at uh, podcast at jerryanderson.com, of course, and they've also been uh, heading on over to our Facebook group, which is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash postrons, and I shall be reading out some of their posts, and uh, also they've been hashtagging us on Twitter, hashtag jerryandersonpodcast, I'll be reading out a few of their tweets as well. It's all go, isn't it? I mean, considering we've done it 198 times, it's not slowing down, is it? No, if anything, it's accelerating, oh, I think, which is yeah, a, exactly. a great sign, and there's so much stuff to come. As I was saying to you just before this recording, uh, yes. you know, Today's news may be the biggest set of news items we've ever had, uh, certainly by volume, but uh, there's so much more going on along the way. So uh, thank you all for joining us for this crazy and ongoing ride, uh, which we call the Jerry Anderson Podcast. Now, one of the craziest, most exciting and thrilling segments of this entire podcast is the section that's coming up right now. Don't you agree, Richard? (laughs) Go on. It's called Fab Facts. Hooray! (laughs) Now... Time for this week's Fab Facts. Yes, Fab Facts, which you can tell is Richard's favourite part. Mm. Oh, yeah. Are you eating a sandwich again? No, don't mind me. Carry on. Oh, dear, oh dear. Okay, well, Fab Facts is the part of the show where Richard makes disgusting noises and eats his sandwich. I flick through a book of Fab Facts. Richard shouts Fab, probably with a mouthful. Uh, and when he shouts Fab, I'll stop flicking and read for you, lovely Pozzeron, uh, a Fab Fact from the book of Fab Facts. Are you ready, Richard, with your Fab? Always ready. I'm standing by with the facts. Here we go. Fab! <sighs> okay. How did I do? Well. Yeah? It's not really a riddle I'm starting here with, but a question. Right. Richard James Thunderbirds. Yes. Stingray. Captain oh, yeah. Scarlet. What do yes. all of these shows have in common, besides the fact that they are Anderson shows made with puppets in the 1960s? <laughs> I mean, uh, okay. I don't know. Go on. No? Surprise me. Well, they've actually got quite a lot in common, and we could yes. we could go on all day. Yes. But thankfully, I won't be, because I know how much you want to exit this fab fact. Uh, so, <laughs> let's just cut to the chase. All the Super Mario Nation shows, including Supercar and Fireball, yeah. feature human beings in close-up. Right. Okay. Uh, yeah, go on. I'm sure you'll understand the scenario. We, uh, yeah. We're trying to make a puppet film, and the drama calls for a puppet to turn a, a dial on a, a high-tech device. But wait, you suddenly realise, these blooming puppets don't have any movement in their fingers and wrists. They can't, they, they can't even grip the dial, let alone turn it. Yes. But no need to despair. Simply grab a nearby technician, have them wash their hands, if you have time, and uh, 
film the close-up of a human hand performing the desired action, and intercut the footage with the puppets. Problem solved, right? Yeah, problem well, solved. Yeah. As many of you will be familiar with, this technique works quite well, especially in the early series where the technicians wore gloves to try and make the gap between human hands and puppet hands less noticeable. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but as the puppets got more realistic, the gloves were done away with and the inserts became more frequent. And in one episode of Thunderbirds, a human eye can even be seen through a keyhole. Mm. Uh, that episode is uh, Vault of Death, in case you were wondering. And I do believe that the eye belonged to the late Judith Shutt. <laughs> so there you go. There's a, a human eye uh, with a starring role and no credit. Yes, a shut eye. Nice. Gosh, that's why they pay you the big bucks. Um, but <laughs> anyway, by the time Stanley Unwin was body doubling for a puppet version of himself in the Secret Service, all this modelling attracted the attention of the Actors' Union, who insisted that professional hand models had to be brought in to provide this handy service. Ah. Uh, in fact, you can almost spot this transition by watching carefully. In the early episodes of Thunderbirds, some characters' hands look like they just came from cleaning up an explosion in the effects department, perhaps, which they probably did. <laughs> yeah. But by the end of the series, Scott and Virgil's hands are looking rather well manicured, actually. Uh, <laughs> these rules did get slightly uh, bent a little on at least uh, one occasion for special cameos. In the Captain Scarlet episode The Trap, director Alan Perry donned re a red garb to fill in for Captain Scarlet in a shot depicting a Mistron agent uh, getting the drop on our indes oh. indestructible hero. Right, good. So, what's like your favourite human part appearance in a puppet show? Uh, keep uh, it clean, please, and oh keep right. it Anderson, I think. Email yeah, us yeah. at podcast at jerryanderson.com. I always felt mildly uncomfortable about almost all of those hand inserts. I have to say, watching it when I was growing yeah. up, there was a, 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 a the first couple it's of times, jarring, it was so it? jarring, exactly. And then yeah. you kind of yeah. get used to it, but there's always a bit of a... Well, they're doing that again, are they? Because it, yes, you know, however much they try to disguise it, uh, it's always going to feel a bit odd. I mean, it's very, it's very effective in allowing them to do something, but it, yeah. Do you find it jarring? What, what, what could they have done? What more, <laughs> yeah, avoided have... it, avoided mm, it at all, all costs, yeah. or maybe built like human Flexible. scale puppet hands, yeah, yeah. gloves to go over the top that looked more like yeah, the puppets. That would be the thing. That would be but the it's the thing. sudden, yeah. all the sudden sort of knuckle detail and the, the you know, the little creases across the knuckles and folds mm. in the skin and the the hairy backs of hands. Yes. Obviously, <laughs> I'm just thinking of Lady Penelope's uh, hand cutaways. Um, you, know, you know what I mean, though? There's, it's just sort of too much of a change of detail, particularly in HD now when they look so beautiful. But yes, there's, there's so much detail there. Uh, I once met Sean Connery's thumb. <laughs> if that's of any use. Not really. Was I it attached see... to Sean Connery? <laughs> no, no. Strangely, it wasn't. Oh. Uh, I, w I think I was at school and I went to see a school's production, a touring production of Hamlet. And one of the actors, you know, we asked questions afterwards. And of course, you know, the question came up, have you been in, you know, anything famous or whatever? One of the actors said, well, I was once Sean Connery's thumb. So I think that the film was called Meteor. And Sean Connery in a particular scene had to press a button. But of course, he said, you know, I'm not coming out of my trailer. Just a pressure button. Uh, so uh, this chap stood in as Sean Connery's thumb, pressing Amazing. a button. Amazing! There you go. I did not know that, but that's yeah, that's pretty special. Did you ever do the same for your role as Orin in Space Precinct? Uh, Any Orin's finger appearances? No, I don't think so. No, no. Okay, fair enough. That Orin's finger odd, sounds like a strange uh, Altorian cake, doesn't it? <laughs> Anyway, it does, it does rather. taking a slightly strange uh, twist. But, uh, but it always does, yeah. 
<laughs> That's the standard thing for the Jerry Anderson podcast. Now, excuse me if you can hear little, little yips. Uh, there may be another dog that's joined the uh, Anderson oh, farm recently. What have you done now? Let's not talk about that. That's right. uh, for another time and not a fab fact. But yeah. I rather enjoyed that, those human parts. Uh, but that's the end of this week's... Hand Finger fact! Oh, <laughs> well, I mean, we both oh, went a nice bit of alliteration. Yeah, yeah, yeah finger fact, hand yeah, fact. Yeah. I, yeah. Anyway, yeah. whatever. That's no, all right. That's good. Uh, you're listening to the Jerry Addison podcast. Please, please, please subscribe to us wherever you're listening to us from whichever planet. I think last time uh, you're listening to us from. You can subscribe to us and make sure that you're uh, in receipt of every new episode as it appears. You can also leave us a nice review and a rating, and even copy the link, share it on all your socials, uh, and maybe your friends will, will listen to us too. Now, I have had as I said, a bumper crop of emails. So I'm going to dive straight into the e-bag. Please uh, do. And this first one is from, uh, yep, this is from Matt Edmonds, uh, who says, Hi, Jamie and Richard. I discovered the podcast relatively recently, so I'm just, I'm a bit behind, just past pod 100. Oh, wow. wow. Sorry, Matt. How's your go. days? Yeah. <laughs> uh, he said, I thought you'd like to know that the next generation of fans is already here, in my household at least. I've been tentatively introducing my four-year-old son, to some of my favourite childhood Anderson shows. I was one of those who watched the 90s reruns as a child, and I thought he might be a bit young. But, to my surprise, he's already hooked on Stingray, and in particular, Thunderbirds. Amazing. He thinks it's hilarious when the trees fall over for Thunderbird 2 to launch. That's sweet, isn't it? Uh, One of the pleasures of the podcast, said Sir Matt, has been to discover large swathes of Jerry's work that I didn't know existed. I managed to get a second-hand DVD of Lavender Castle, which both me and my son are enjoying, and I've also ventured into Jerry's adult output. UFO is the favourite so far, as well as the excellent Five Star Five audiobook adapted ah. by Richard. And, yeah, the new audio dramas for Thunderbirds and Stingray. Thank you for rekindling the interest of an old fan, and I'm looking forward to many years of sharing my enthusiasm with my son as he grows up. All the best oh. from Matt Edmonds. Isn't that Absolutely lovely? love that. Isn't that amazing? that there's now people going oh I was one of those that grew up you know way back in yep. the uh, the 1990s watching <laughs> it uh, you know we yeah, made back, that transition yeah. but yeah so lovely yeah. in fact do you know what over the last few weeks I've had so many emails from people saying you know everything that uh, that the wonderful Anderson Entertainment team does and uh, mm. there's a lot of us yeah. now which is yeah. uh, and everyone's working so hard is keeping the, their love of stuff going, is rekindling yes. their interest, you know, uh, finding a new way to enjoy the shows. And I absolutely yeah. love to hear that. So thank you, Matt, for letting yeah. us know and for passing it on to the next generation. That's right. And what is so nice, I mean, he mentions there the, the Five Star Five and the new Thunderbirds and Stingray audios, is the fact that as, as a fan of something when you were growing up, you can now come back to it and there's there's new stuff waiting for you. Yes, exactly. There's still, there's still new stuff to discover, not just the old stuff, but new stuff, and I think that's particularly nice. Yes, and lots more um, to come. Quite right. Uh, Aid uh, got in touch to say hi, Richard and Jamie. I'm a fairly recent convert to the podcast, listening to it as I do on my daily walk as part of my Warp 1000 Miles Challenge, where I'm doing a virtual walk from Land's End to John O'Groats, which started on the 1st of January. Wow. Uh, He says, currently I've just passed the 350-mile mark. In between each week's eagerly awaited new podcast, I'm catching up with the back catalogue, and I've just finished Pod 28, so a fair few to get through yet. He says, I love the varied content, especially the insightful interviews. I've been a Jerry Anderson fan for as long as I can remember. Some of my earliest memories 
are sitting in front of a black and white TV, aged three, watching Thunderbirds on a Friday tea time. Well, I'm guessing that wasn't in the 1990s age. Uh, he says, up until recently, I've only really concentrated my interest on the shows I watched growing up, which were uh, XL5 uh, to Space 1999. I was too young for Four Feather Falls and Supercar, then really too old by the time Terrorhawks came round, although I did see some of the Space Precinct episodes. However... Since being immersed in the podcast the last three months, my interest in the whole canon of Jerry's work has grown. And recently, I've bought the supercar box set as well as Four Feather Falls. And next on the list, Terrorhawks and Space Precinct. Brilliant. He says, I do, however, draw the line at Torchy. I won't be adding the little so-and-so to my collection. Uh, That's one of my interests, yeah, is model making, and it's a great time to be a Jerry Anderson model maker, although my credit card wouldn't agree. The latest project on the bench is the AIP Thunderbird 4, which I purchased from the store last year, along with all the other AIP kits. Finally, uh, I'm really looking forward to the concert next month and will also be at the live recording of the podcast earlier in the day, so I'm very excited to see you next month. Kind regards from Aid. Fantastic. Oh, thanks, Ed. I'm very, looking, very much looking forward to meeting you there. Yeah, Make sure you nice, bring some pictures it? of your uh, recent Thunderbird 4 work, please. Ooh, no pressure. Yes, just want to see it. No, no all. pressure at all. Yeah, yeah. Just want to judge it. I mean, see it. Uh, yeah. Uh, Tracy Tron got in touch to say, has there ever been an explanation given for how Thunderbird 2's pods fit through its landing struts oh, in its launch sequence? Uh, oh, or at dear. least how they filmed it. His, uh, he or she says, there should be no feasible way that the pods should fit through them on their conveyor belt, and yet they do. Yes, I mean, well, I think it's one of those things that we don't really talk about here on the, uh, the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yes, it's just, you know, that thing. And the same was the gap between the pods and the wings being a problem. Ah, yes. Oh, uh, yes. It couldn't possibly descend. But, they, you know, yeah. there's ways these things yeah. happen. Maybe there's yeah. a strange kind of swinging pivot thing for the landing struts and you just don't yeah. ever see it because it would be boring to show, you know. Well, that's true, that's true, yes. Spoil the magic, somewhat. Uh, now, uh, finally for now, I'm going to come back to some emails a little bit later on, but we have had so many. So finally for now, this is from Ian, who says, Hi all, I hope everyone is well, given the current situation with rising cases. Crikey, Ian, yes, you're right, but we're holding on in there here in the UK. Uh, he says, I wanted to ask if there were any plans to do a Space 1999 comic anthology in the future, featuring the strips from various comics annuals and possibly even look-in strips. I suspect, says Ian... It's probably not possible due to who holds the rights to those various strips, etc. But I just wanted to ask. He says, I love the UFO comic anthology and will certainly be ordering volume two when my finances allow. But I was curious about a Space 1999 one as I remember the annuals and looking strips from my childhood. But for some reason, I never realised there were comics as well. But that maybe because the local newsagents didn't stock it at the time. Final note, he says, I just wanted to say a huge thank you for all the re-releases of the novels and comic strips you've been doing because I missed out on the original novel runs. I was born in 1970, but by the time I was old enough to read, those novels were no longer in the shops. And in those days, we didn't have the internet to track down a second-hand copy. So I'm eternally grateful to you for all these reprints. Many thanks from Ian. Oh. There. Thanks, Ian. That's great. I'm really nice. glad you're enjoying the reprints. Uh, Space 1999 Anthology is certainly on my radar. It's on my Ooh. list of would be nice great. to do. It's not going to be any time soon, uh, mm -hmm. but it's yeah, it's certainly on the list. So uh, we're, we're looking into it right now. Lovely. Uh, yeah, all for now. Let's take a break from the emails. Lots more to come. Uh, and in the meantime, uh, do keep them coming in at podcast at jerryanderson.com and I shall be sure to read them out either in one block or spread out across the podcast like today. 
Uh, well, I, I like it when they're uh, they're spread evenly yeah, throughout. Kind of, I agree. It's nice. You know, gives me a break anyway, and I'm certainly True. going to need one after this week's <laughs> Jerry Anderson news. Take it away. It's uh, an absolute mega Jerry Anderson. Cheesy, cheese, cheese. Oh, sorry. Newsy, news, news, news. Sorry. Yeah, we- weirdly, I said Jerry Anderson as well. So, uh, <laughs> so far, I've now got the Jerry Anderson Pidcast. So, it's uh, going well, isn't it? It's going really, really well. <clears throat> Hopefully, hmm. it'll pick up from here. Now, it's a, it's a bumper crop of news, but let's start with a little bit of a sad note. Uh, we heard last week of the sad passing of Leo Eaton, previous guest yes. on the podcast. Thoroughly yeah. nice entertaining hilarious man who gave a very very candid interview and i would implore you if you haven't heard it or even if you have probably to revisit it um, back yeah. quite a while ago on the podcast just go to jerryandersonpodcast.com and search leo eaton leo is out on the road uh filming another project because he's uh, you know after his anderson days where he was involved with scarlet and joe 90 and the secret service and ufo he went on to become a you know award-winning director and executive producer yeah. and doing yeah. lots of documentary stuff and he was out on the road on a new project when unfortunately he contracted covid um uh. and uh, and passed away due to complications from covid most unexpected um he was quite young actually uh, but you know we're, i'm very very glad we got the opportunity to chat with him on the podcast uh, a very nice guy and i'm sure he'll be sadly missed so condolences to leo's friends family and colleagues now, on to brighter things. Uh, UFO, in fact, seeing as uh, I began to mention there, the UFO comic yeah. anthology, which you've already mentioned, volume two is available for pre-order. Uh, you've missed out on the pre-order price, I'm afraid, the special launch window that we had, but you can pre-order it now. It's going to be out at the end of May, and it's 320 pages. Uh, massive, bigger than the last volume. Uh, hardback, beautifully presented, lots of articles, even delving into the uh, the Japanese manga comics uh, of oh. UFO, an article there about those, uh, and various other bits and pieces. It's a really great selection, and I'm sure uh, all UFO and Anderson comic fans will absolutely love it. Now, if you would like to win something, oh yeah, then this is your chance. It's the Big Jerry Anderson Day Weekender Giveaway. Well, oh, I saw this. It's a prize draw, actually. Now, what mm-hmm. we want to give you, somebody, one lucky winner, is the following... Two VIP tickets to Stand By For Action, Jerry Anderson in concert. Two tickets to the live podcast recording. Two tickets to the screening uh, at the Electric of Thunderbirds Argo, which takes place between the podcast recording and the concert. Two tickets to the sold-out screening of Jerry Anderson Live Uncharted at the Birmingham Electric as well, uh, with the Q&A hosted by John Colshaw. And hotel accommodation for the night of Friday the 15th and Saturday the 16th um, at a pre-selected a venue which is very very close to symphony hall brilliant all that you can win the whole lot uh it's uh, it's just a random prize draw but you can increase your chances of winning by doing more than one entry so if you go to win.jerryanderson.com you can enter there just pop your email address in well there you go you've got one entry straight away confirm your email 50 more entries do a wow. tweet 50 more entries uh-huh. download the app I think that's 150 mm. or 200 entries for doing that. Uh-huh. So you can tot up the entries and r- increase your chances of winning. 
and you've got until the end of this week, that's uh, Friday the 8th at 11.59pm UK time to enter. At that point, we'll close the competition and a random winner will be selected from all the entries uh, and that person will win. Now, you've got to come back to us within, wow. within 24 hours to confirm that you can make it. Transport will not be covered. We, if, so if you are entering from abroad, make sure you have the means to get to Birmingham for the 15th and 16th uh, of April. And uh, I wish you all the best of luck. Um, you know, I think it'll be a really, really lovely prize for someone. Uh, right. So if you, you know, if you haven't been able to, uh, to to find the cash for it, I completely understand. It's tough times right now. Um, then this could be your way to have a really, really lovely weekend. And we'd love to see you there. So win.jerryanderson.com for that. Mm-hmm. I'm just looking ahead at how much more news there is. There's so yeah. much. I'm going to have to speed up here. <laughs> right. Uh, Time Bomb Comics, new comic collection anthology called Spectrum, which contains Space Precinct, Terrorhawks, and New Captain Scarlet, is live on Kickstarter. It's already funded. They funded it in the first four hours. Amazing I saw work that. there. Yeah. Uh, so it's definitely happening. They're great strips. Three news stories from the world of Jerry Anderson. Uh, really lovely art, beautifully done, great fun stories. So well worth uh, uh, grabbing a copy there from uh, from the Kickstarter. They will be available at a later date on the Jerry Anderson store. But if you want to get the special edition or any of the other stuff that's being offered by Time Bomb, go to kickstarter.com and search for Spectrum. Stingray Night In is also coming up very shortly, I think uh, later this week. Network's uh, streaming service, watch.networkonair.com, is screening Deep Heat in HD, as well as Chris Dale's fantastic new documentary, We Are About to Launch Stingray. Um, Hooray! It, you know, and you'd think at this point in time, all these years after the show was originally made, there's not much more that we can find to talk about on a making of. But Chris has done it. We've had some amazing finds in terms of footage over the last six months, partly related to the work on the documentary, uh, and Chris has uh, taken full advantage of those and produced a really beautiful story about how Stingray came to be. Uh, Really worth the watch, and it's the world premiere, uh, I think, on the 6th, so um, very, very soon. Now, I'm going to take a quick break while we play you a trailer because our latest Thunderbirds audiobook... Operation Asteroids is available to pre-order right now, as well as the hardback book. So, here's the cast with the trailer for Operation Asteroids. Anderson Entertainment presents... Five... Four... Raise your hands when I can see them, both of you. I'd take any risk that might help her ladyship. Sleep? Do you think I can sleep when three of my boys are out there facing heaven knows what? I'm sure brains will be able to stall for quite a while yet. I'm picking up a strange message of some kind. Thunderbirds. Operation Asteroids. By John Faden. Adapted by Ross Arrowsmith. Narrated by Wayne Forrester. Maybe they don't know anything's gone wrong with that robot pilot. I must go, Tracy. It's very important. Don't wait for me. I know another way out. Get cracking, Alan. Get the others away. That's in order.
There we go. Wow. Doesn't it sound great? I just, I mean, I love all of them. All the cast do a great job. But, you know, in there, that's a great showcase of uh, Justin's hood. Beautiful. Uh, John doing that incredibly intense Jeff, but also displaying his Parker. Uh, Genevieve's Mm -hmm. Lady Penelope. uh, Anna's Tintin. I mean, they're just great. And I, I I just love the feel and sound of it. And Wayne's narration ties it all together. Uh, the funny thing is, I've just had an operation on my asteroids. H- have you? Yeah, which is why I'm sitting a bit funny. I wondered why that, you yeah, know, yeah. brought that pillow out of the fridge. That's anyway, right. uh, that if sounds you want great. to get hold of Operation Asteroids, not Richard's, I might add, you can Ooh. go to the Jerry Anderson store, shop.jerryanderson.com, and uh, search for asteroids, or go to ander.sun slash asteroids. Uh, you can find it all there. Goodness me, we are now halfway through the news. Can you believe okay. it? Great. This coming Saturday, the 9th of April, at the BFI at 3pm, the BFI South Bank in London, is the world premiere of Jerry Anderson, A Life Uncharted, a 90-minute documentary about the life and career of Jerry Anderson, also known to me as Dad. And it's a very personal journey for me, learning about him, what made him tick, why he behaved the way he did, what inspired him, what drove him, what motivated him. A really, really fascinating thing for me and uh, a very emotional journey for anyone who's going to watch it. So I hope you can join us. You can still get tickets uh, and a dotson slash BFI. When I say it like that, it's A-N-D-R dot S-N slash BFI. There will be a little Q&A session afterwards hosted by our very own Nick Briggs, would you believe? Oh, great. Yes, he's going to be brilliant there. Uh, yeah. So you get to ask us questions. There'll be prizes. All sorts of uh, great stuff going on. I think it'll be a lovely day and, and very special. And you could, you could be amongst the first to um, to share our findings, really, and to, to understand yes. what made the sh- made the man who made the shows, really. Yeah. So there you go. Great. Looking forward uh, to that. Now, next week, well, it's Jerry Anderson Day on the 14th. Ah, of course it is. Funny that. So the 14th <laughs> of April, Dad's birthday would have been 93 this year. Goodness me. Wow. Um, yep. But it is the 10th anniversary of his, his passing at the end of the year. So, you know, it's been away, been away for quite a while, but we're still yes. celebrating him. In fact, I'd say the worlds of Anderson are maybe stronger than they have been for a long time, which is amazing. Yeah. So Jerry Anderson yeah. Day, there'll be all sorts of celebrations. A lot of it is focused around the documentary because we want people to get to know him in that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but on the evening of Jerry Anderson Day, we're going to have a very special fab live from a top secret location. Which <gasps> is, uh, don't give it away. I know you know where right. it is, but don't tell anybody yeah. else. No, won't say a word. Nothing. So no. our first video live stream for a while, that'll be at youtube.com slash Jerry Anderson TV from 6.30, I believe. But we'll be posting mm-hmm. about it close to the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, Jerry Anderson Day also marks the launch of Jerry Anderson, A Life Uncharted on BritBox in the UK. You can watch that anytime from the 14th uh, with a BritBox subscription. And if you go to BritBox.co.uk... I'm pretty sure you can get a free week or sometimes even a free month, depending well, on their current offer. Listen, so, let me tell you, if you're with BT in the UK, oh. you get a free six months. Oh, well, there you a go. A free six months if you're with BT. Amazing. So there's a great yep. offer. But yeah, basically, if you sign up the day before or the day of, you'll probably be able to get it free and you can watch it for free. Mm. And then if you want to cancel, yeah. uh, they've got, yeah. I, think, I think they've got the biggest selection of TV shows of any streaming service. Really? In terms of you yeah, know, like Archive me. TV. And I've sure, got all the yeah. Anderson shows up to Terrorhawks there yeah. too. So uh, very much worth a watch. And we, we will, after Fab Live, be doing a live watch-along. So uh, as we count down right. the end of Fab Live, if you want to queue up Jerry Anderson Live on Uncharted, then we'll be, do, we'll be watching along, tweeting along live, mm. and you can share your thoughts as things go. Okay. Right. Now we're on to the weekend. 
So right, okay, right. So are we still in the Jerry Anderson news here? We are we still in the Jerry yeah, Anderson we are news. Still, we're still, I know okay, we're still we, here. We're now right, three days and seventeen hours yeah. into the Jerry Anderson news, <laughs> and we're almost almost there. Yeah. But there's so okay. much going on. So this is the continuation is. of our Jerry Anderson weekend. Uh, we're hoping to see a lot of you at the Birmingham screening of the documentary, uh, the night of the fifteenth, with John Colshaw hosting. Tickets are now sold out. So if you have got them, see you there. If you haven't, mm-hmm. sorry, but you can yeah. win them. We're also on the sixteenth. We've got our live podcast at two p.m. at the Electric. There, I think there are three or four tickets left for that. Yeah. If you'd like to come and join us, go to electricbirmingham.com, I think is their website. After that, at uh, four o'clock, they're screening Thunderbirds Argo, the 1966 film from a 35mm print. So that'll look glorious on the big screen there at the UK's oldest working cinema. So quite a lovely experience. And then, of course, to top that all off, at the end of the day, on Saturday the 16th, it's the concert standby for action at Birmingham Symphony Hall. Um, And we hope to see you there. It's going to be an extremely special evening. And I can reveal that most mm. members of the orchestra are dressing up. Oh, really? <laughs> In fact, I was saying a couple of days ago, one of the woodwind players who's making himself a Titan costume from Stingray. Oh, come on. So this should be a really, really lovely thing. So, And uh, we've also got a couple of treats for you uh, in store during the show too. So it's going to be great. If you can make it, please do come along and go to bmusic.co.uk to put your tickets. And finally, if you do come and you're staying over and you miss the Friday screening of Jerry Anderson Life Uncharted, you can see it once again on the Sunday, Sunday the 17th of April at the Electric Cinema in Birmingham before you head home. Goodness me. Wow. I told you there was a lot going on. I can't quite believe how much there's going on. The worst thing of all is that uh, I am basically responsible for all of that. Yeah. It's all on your shoulders. That's not me taking the credit. That's me taking the stress, (laughs) I'm saying. Everybody else is doing the work, but if it goes wrong, it falls at my feet. So keep fingers crossed, everyone. Yeah. Looking forward to seeing you at any and all of those things um, over the next couple of weeks. Can't wait. And uh, I hope you're going to be enjoying celebrating Jerry Anderson Day with us uh, on and around the 14th but that thank goodness is the end of this week's Jerry Anderson News that was the news full to the brim of news (laughs) I thought you were going to go for six hour news but okay (laughs) yeah that's right yeah well I I mean that is extraordinary isn't it who would have thought that we'd get to what four years of the podcast and there would be such an amazing week week and a half ahead of us where and I've said this before has there ever been a better time to be a Jerry Anderson fan I'm not sure there has been uh well, I mean, in terms you know, of no, in terms of being able to meet with like-minded people and enjoy a shared experience hmm. across an entire weekend of various different media, film, you know, the live podcast, the concert. I don't think there's ever been anything like it. No, no I think you're right. We'll be drawing on the yeah. whole the whole back catalogue of stuff that's available, plus the the connectivity of the of the internet and the world and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, it is it is a great yeah. time. So, and I'm yeah. really glad that all of you Podstrons can be along for the ride. So, thanks for joining us. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, actually, could I just say a quick something on that note? Oh, yes. Well, now, Jamie, you know me. My memory isn't what it was, <laughs> and uh, yes. I, I haven't got a great memory for faces, names. I remember but not faces. So this is a plea to all our lovely Podstrons. Please come and say hello over that lovely weekend or at the BFI if you're coming to see a life uncharted. But don't be afraid to say, hello, Richard, it's Malcolm. Okay? Or it's Nigella or whatever it is. Because chances are, me being me, 
I would just look at you blankly and go, ah, hello, you. And, oh, it's you, uh, isn't it? Yeah, oh, that's right. You? Yeah, so, no, I, I'm, please I'm, forgive me. I, but... I echo that. I, yeah. I've, I've got a pretty terrible um, memory for faces. <laughs> I couldn't remember what yeah. I had a terrible one up there, but yeah, no, not, no. not a great memory for faces. Um, but, you know, yeah. there's a lot of names that we will recognise. And also, a lot of you go yeah. by pseudonyms on Twitter and yes. that kind of thing. And I know exactly. some of you in your various pseudonyms, but yeah, feel free to introduce yourself by oh, pseudonym do. and or real name. Um, yeah. But yes, I think it's going to be rather lovely. And again, for the live podcast, we've got a little treat for you at the beginning of that as well. Oh, so, really? Um, really? Oh, yeah, I haven't told you about I mean, it yet. But uh, yeah. No! Yeah. A treat for me or a treat for them? Oh, for, well, it's for all of us, I think, actually. Oh, I think it'll lovely. be rather lovely. Okay. So, okay. yes, yeah. lots to talk Very about. Good. And, uh, back it's to be fun. our... Uh, yes, sorry. Yes, uh, that's all right. Our email postback, Don yes. Riley, says, uh, Hi, Jamie, Rinky Dink James, and El General Eleatoria, which is roughly translated Randomizer General in <laughs> Espanola. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, in pod 198, you asked about Starfleet. Yes, we did. Well, we talked about it. And then we did ask about it. You're right. That's true. He says, I've not seen the series. However, I have seen some clips from a YouTuber by the name of JamesUK9999, who had redubbed the sounds to CineSound. And I've been meaning to check it out. Unfortunately, I won't be able to make it. uh, I think this is to the um, concert, as uh, owing to me having to deal with some private things. Money's a bit tight. But I hope everyone has a great time at the concert and screenings, etc. Take care. SIG from Dom Riley. Thank you, Dom. Uh, Maybe we'll see next time now from china it's paul hyder uh, of course and of course uh well you were asking weren't you uh, uh me- retro metabolism yes in mandarin i'm guessing well yes. he's very helpfully written it out here with a sort of a phonetic uh, uh way to, to describe it uh, so it's, uh, I'll, have, I'll have a go saidu dai share saidu dai share okay there you go. which apparently literally means back again body function Oh, that's like. nice. Isn't that good? Yeah. Sighted um, I share. Yes. Now, uh, dear Jamie, Richard, Chris and all, says Phil Steer. Phil Steer? Yeah, he says, just what because you've asked, I'm emailing to say that I'm very much looking forward to a full day of Anderson fun on Saturday the 16th of April, having got tickets to both the live podcast recording and Thunderbirds I Go at the Electric Cinema, followed by Standby for Action oh, at the Symphony Hall. Amazing. You're in great treat, Phil. Yeah. He says the day will be bookended by minimum two and a half hours journey Oof. to and from Ouch. home in East London, but it'll definitely be worth it. It will be. Uh, I was all set to buy a ticket for Jerry Anderson and Life Uncharted at the BFI, the moment they were released before realising at the last minute that I couldn't make it but I might well it might well be the thing that tempts me into a Britbox trial although I'd still like to get to a cinema screening somewhere if I can see you all soon says Phil I was tempted to title this email where to see Phil Steer but I fear <laughs> it might be taken as genuinely egotistical <laughs> rather than jokingly self-deprecating well uh, I for one am thrilled that I'll be able to see a whole weekend of Phil Steer by going oh, to yeah. Birmingham on the 16th of April uh, for the Phil yeah. Steer weekender phil steer a life uncharted oh yes brilliant Uh, david j barry says hi jamie richard and chris i'm getting seriously itchy eardrums now and i'm really looking forward to starting my action (laughs) on the 16th (laughs) assuming that the meet and greet is to take place before the concert at what time should we vip ticket holders arrive at the birmingham concert hall on the day Uh, well vippers um Mm. i believe that we are doing something along the lines of uh a six o'clock Okay. Uh, meet and greet which will yeah. uh, end by about 6.45 yeah. 
And yeah, uh, when yeah. you turn up, if you have got a VIP ticket and there are none left, I'm afraid, unless you happen to win one from the win.jerryanson.com competition, um, you'll turn up and you'll get your program and you'll get your randomly assigned print, special edition print, one of 50, oh, one of two nice. different designs. Um, mm-hmm. And then you'll be able to go along and meet and greet everyone, get them to sign things, have a chat, get some pictures. And uh, yes, I think we've got um, something like 10 guests for you. Uh, all lined up for the world's advance. You're included there, Richard. So, you know, yeah, well, yeah, you're, yeah. you're on duty that night, I can tell yes, you. Yes, exactly. Uh, <laughs> right, so, yes, yeah, okay. so pop along, get that, get your pictures, uh, and then hopefully head off with your goodie bag and uh, go and get your seat ready for the concert. So, um, I'm looking yeah. forward to meeting all of you and having you along. And uh, we're yeah. being joined by a few other special people. Uh, Sam Clemens is coming along, director uh-huh. of the recent. Uh, uh, Thunderbirds and Stingray stuff and obviously recent interviewee and son of Brian Clemens yep. Barry Gray's son is coming joining oh, us oh wonderful so there's a real next generation vibe there yeah. and uh, it's going to be really really lovely so see Lo- you in Birmingham yeah just in case uh, I should be starstruck on meeting you all says uh, David and exhibit all the conversational skills of Marina or Text Tucker's horse can I thank <laughs> you podcast pros now for the uh, 300 hours of my life that I shall never give back uh, never get back <laughs> and here's, here's to the next 300 hours says David, thank you, David. Yeah, uh, don't be afraid to come and say hello. Uh, that's what it's all about. That's why we're we're there, really, to, to see you all and, and talk with you all. Yeah, yes, there's, there's um, nothing stupid that you can say. I think that's no. one of the things because there's. I mean, I I definitely well, get that when I'm meeting. You know. Yeah famous people or heroes yeah. or whatever. I can often think, oh, I don't want to say that. That sounds silly, but actually, yeah. Yeah. it almost never does. So just I mean, say what you want. If you're afraid of saying something stupid. Well, just listen to the podcast. You been I mean, to the podcast. No, you're in good company, really. Uh, finally, for now, lots more to come. But finally, for now, uh, Steve Carson from Edinburgh says, "When Jamie announced the standby for Action Concert, I asked if it could be streamed or made available on Blu-ray or DVD for those of us who are not able to travel." I was therefore extremely pleased when it was announced it would now be available on DVD and Blu-ray. Similarly. Says Stephen, I was pleased to hear A Life Uncharted will be available on DVD and Blu-ray. However, I am aware that for both the concert and the documentary showings, there are going to be Q&As. Now, I wonder, says Stephen, whether these could be filmed and perhaps be added to the Blu-ray and DVD releases or included in the podcast, perhaps, instead of an interview for a few weeks. Anyway, looking forward to the upcoming Fab Live and live podcast. Kind regards from Stephen Carson in Edinburgh. Um, Good well, point. Stephen, I'm, I'm glad you're happy that we're making these things available. Uh, more news on that very soon. Now, most of the Q&As, I suspect, will be kind of um, uh, event exclusive. You know, that people okay. will want those things to be exclusive to their events. Yeah. We'll look into yeah. recording them if we can, but yeah, um, yeah. It's a, it'll be a bit challenging, I should, should think. Yeah. But, you know, never say never. It's something that we're always mindful of, trying to make things ac- accessible, as accessible yeah. as possible to people. So yeah. let's see. Great. Okay. Uh, all for now. I think I've got one more email later on, and then we'll be heading on over to our Facebook group and uh, looking at Twitter to see what uh, people have been saying about us. Oh, for hopefully nothing rude. <laughs> exactly. We'll see. Uh, it could well be. Anyway, uh, speaking of nothing rude. Yes. <laughs> that was a bit tentative there. It was rude. Uh, not tentative. Uh, tenuous. In fact, it was tenuous. <laughs> see, I can't speak today. The Jerry Anderson uh, tentative podcast. Uh, pit-cast. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear, oh, dear. What's going on? Uh, now, you may have seen our new Thunderbirds-themed cycle wear. We've been partnering oh, yeah. with the lovely Hoob. That's H-U-U-B to create some beautiful stuff. There's more on the way. It's available at the Jerry Anderson store or from hoobdesign.com. 
Uh, uh, so that's all been possible thanks to our next guest. So Dean Jackson is the proud owner of Hoob, and they specialize in cutting-edge triathlon, swimming, and cycling product design to deliver performance and comfort. That's what they say on the website anyway. Great, uh, yep. But what is the Thunderbirds connection? Well, obviously, it's the cycling jerseys. Uh, but uh, I was down at the Derby Velodrome. I've never been to a velodrome before. Mm. Terrifying. Really? Yeah, the British men's cycling team were there whizzing around. Wow. And the angle that, that those walls go up on the velodrome is terrifying. Anyway, uh, we were there for the launch of uh, the Thunderbirds gear, and Sir Jason Kenny was there too. So I grabbed Sir Jason and Dean for a lovely chat, and, uh, well, here's said chat with them. Hi, I'm Dean Jackson, and I'm the proud owner and founder of Hoob, a triathlon company based in the wonderful city of Derby. <laughs> now... Before we move on from you saying the wonderful city of Derby, <laughs> you don't believe me? No, no. But can you just explain how you refer to uh, Derby? Uh, um, um, Derby, I, I think, isn't known globally as being the People's Republic of Barbados. It, it's where everyone wishes to migrate to, and a visa for Barbados is not easily come across. <laughs> I love the term Barbados, and it's helping me to fall in love with Derby. Yeah, one curry at a time. Uh, so. Where, where are we, Dean, and why are we here? What are we doing? Um, so we're in the centre of the Derby Arena, which is also a velodrome. And we've had a great time this morning uh, working with you, so thank you for that. And Jason Kenny, the More greatest Olympian of all time. Yeah. Launching the Hoob collaboration Thunderbird Cycle Clothing. Um, a wonderfully distinguished line of products that displays the joy and the excitement Thunderbirds brings to middle-aged men in Lycra. <laughs> yes, I'm sure there'll be plenty of mammals listening to this. So, Dean, I, I would say you are um, in the top echelons of those who are passionate about Thunderbirds, because that's how you made this happen, by persistence, sheer will and enthusiasm. <laughs> so what, what, what is it about Thunderbirds that's so special? Why have you done this? For me, it's, it's the nostalgia piece. I, I, I could say there's a clever marketing angle, um, but there isn't really. I was out on my bike and I'm looking around at everyone with grey hair and a little bit of belly, all trying to get fit and low impact and all that, thinking, what do we have all in common? And, and apart from those, I'm thinking, oh, we all grew up in the same era. And that just took me down a train of thought of, of Thunderbirds. And being a progressive company, we, we love science and innovation. It just immediately resonated. It was just one of those light bulb moments of, I need to be doing something with the guys at Thunderbirds. And then my journey of, of discovering yourself and the, and the background. But for me, you know, as, as a kid, we never had lots to watch on TV. But what we did have to watch was such wonderful quality and so exciting. And, and for me, Thunderbirds was that so there's a huge nostalgia piece for me as well okay specifically for Thunderbirds um, what was it that made it stick out at the time because we always we hear from different people and they have all got different things they like some like the characters some like the vehicles yep. some like the action lots of people like the explosions but is there anything yep. that's going to stand out for you that made it so memorable for me it, it was it wasn't the, the people because I'm, I'm useless with names and remembering faces it was the vehicles and, and just that whole thrust and power and noise yeah I, I did like spotting when actually those ripples aren't real ripples on the water then you know that that was me thinking i was smart but it, it was all about the vehicles for me and also you know you've got underwater you've got underground you've got space 
and it was all the different elements that went with it. And then thinking of how you get a pilot into a vehicle <laughs> and from a lovely idyllic island, wow, look, it, it's, it's now the, the home of all this incredible equipment. So for it, that, they were the bits for me, yes. So the, the tech and vehicles are then kind of spilled over onto the, the cycling gear. Yeah. So just tell me a little bit about the process of deciding how best to connect up Thunderbirds with hoop clothing and how that's come to be. I mean, you know, why do you think we've not done the sash uniforms? Why have we not gone down a different route? What, you know, what's, what's made this work so well? Um, I, I think for me, it was doing a bit of research and asking around and when you're down the pub with your mates. Um, and whenever you mentioned Thunderbirds, it, it, there was either a character name would pop up and a lot of the time it'd be Virgil, Virgil, Virgil. Or they go, oh, and it's Thunderbird 2, isn't it? And everyone knew, and it is so distinctive that I think it was easy to get confused, you know, with one and three and which one's a rocket and all that kind of stuff. And, and we just wanted, we also felt you could, you could put that into a clothing line and it looked very cool, for want of a better word, without looking like you've, you've come straight out of Primark with a 4.99 licensed T-shirt, which I know you would never do. And there was a style, there's something stylistic in the calling cards of the vehicles that you could put on to a piece of clothing that you, it, you almost, it's a little secret for me. You look at someone wearing one of our jerseys and go, I think that looks like, and then you can see a 20 second dawning in their head and they go, that's Thunderbird too. And that's what I love. I think the sashes, it would be easy to look like you've got a little bit fancy dress, um, especially <laughs> yeah. in the cycling world. But the, the, the lovely colours and tones of the vehicles just fit it really well. Yeah, no, I agree. They, they do look fantastic. And it's, they are kind of iconic and identifiable, but not obvious. There's a bit of a, yeah. if you know, you know, like a nod yeah. to it. It's, I've got that little secret and, and you have as well yeah. and it's a, it's a conversation point yeah. I've, I've been out on the bike and when people have realised can I ask you is that a Thunderbird 2 just go well yeah it is oh and the conversation you've had millions of times I'm sure yep. is everyone starts remembering their times with the Thunderbirds yeah uh, to, to celebrate and launch it you've also been working with um, long time friend of the podcast and comic artist Lee Sullivan Yes. So just tell me about that, what it is and why you've done it and, and how it's been working with Lee. So, um, yeah, Lee's been an absolute delight. We, we wanted to create some comic strips that talked about the enjoyment of cycling, safety of cycling, and a little bit of tech and aerodynamics. And we've got three great partners, Nia Evans, Dan Bigham, and the great Jason Kenny. But it's how we put that into a story. And I was passed on to Lee, who... I, I was a bit scared of because I'm thinking here's a complete Thunderbirds nerd and, and I enjoyed the show but I didn't live and die by it but he was so delightful and I wrote a script um, and he just tweaked it a little bit actually I was, I was delighted there wasn't too much tweaking going on <laughs> um, you know so, so he probably had to tweak some of his interpretations more than mine uh, but, and then when Lee showed us his, his layer of collectibles it's like, amazing isn't it that's just something else <laughs> It's, it's just toy porn yeah. and uh, incredible. And, and the more we worked with Lee, with Lee on these, I think he got what we were after. And I just had ultimate respect for him and his interpretation. And I, I thought he was just doing it on digital pen and stuff. And he's got notes all completely drawn. There's no shortcuts. So I, I feel bad now for every change I asked him to make. <laughs> but he was a wonderful, wonderful man. Looking forward to doing some more work with him. And uh, it's really helped bring the partnership to life because... You know, why we will never have Jason flying, Kenny flying Thunderbird 2. We have in the drawings and the comic strips. Yeah. And I think they're going to become collectors um, 
in, in, in years to come. Oh, I think so. They are, yeah. That's <laughs> lovely work. So what comes next, Dean? What's next up in the, in the Hoob-Anderson partnership, do you think? Well, I think um, from the conversations I've had with you and Tim, we've had to prove our stripes and ensure the product was of quality and, you know, representative of, of what every, everybody is, loves of Thunderbirds. We, we need to work on the rest of the, the vehicle range mm. in Thunderbirds. Um, we have been chasing, and that has been a nod, that we can now have a little bit of a play with Captain Scarlet. Yeah. And, and one of my all-time favourites, Space 1999, I'd like to think that we, uh, we can get to that as well. And, and some of the challenges, because that's a very unique vehicle. Mm. Can we put that on a jersey? Or that might be the one where we look more at the costume. Yeah. Um, and obviously being, being human rather than puppet um, is, is, is going to be challenging because that, that's going to be very reflective of a human wearing it. So we want to challenge ourselves and we'd like to think that we can move into 99, who knows, with it, you know, in the next six months after we've done a bit, a bit of Scarlet. Yeah, fingers crossed. Uh, we'll just carry on to this. And... Where could people find this stuff? How do they get hold of it? Where's the best best place to buy, basically? Yeah, um, well, we're, we are one of the uh, the, the sellers, uh, along with Anderson Entertainment. If you go to hoopdesign.com and just look up cycling, you'll see the whole range that we have in there, male and female collection. Okay, Mass Hoob, H-U-U-B, just to be awkward. It's, no, it, it's, it's actually, yeah, it, you, you say it as though there's two O's in it, but there's actually two U's. <laughs> I have to be careful saying W, because people come back with all sorts. So it's H-U-U-B-Design.com. Amazing. Thanks a lot, Thanks so much. I'm Jason Kenny, and I've won gold medals at Beijing, London, Rio, and Tokyo Olympics. And now I'm a coach at British Cycling, hopefully trying to help people do the same. Amazing. Now I feel completely uh, worthless and like a failure, so that's a brilliant intro. Thank you very much. Uh, and what are we doing here today? Um, today we're here with Hoob, um, talking about their collaboration with um, Thunderbirds and creating um, some really cool jerseys, to be honest, based on Thunderbird 2 and Thunderbird uh, 4, so green and yellow, um, and they've done a few sort of short um, cartoon clips, uh, uh, what's it, comic strips, comic strips yeah, um, and, and there's three themes, there's one performance, um, one's fun, and one is uh, safety, which is mine. Safety man, okay. Safety man, so that's that, me, yeah. And those are all drawn by Lee Sullivan, who listeners will know is a well-known Anderson and Transformers and Judge Dredd comic artist, and he's done a great job. Are you happy with your likeness? He's done very well, yeah. I think he's been very kind, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's left my bowl patch out, which is nice. And, uh, yeah, he's done a good job there. <laughs> Brilliant. So, now, uh, Dean from Hoob has let me know that you are actually more of a Captain Scarlet than a Thunderbirds man. Just... What does Thunderbirds mean to you, though? Well, I just obviously, like lots of people, remember it from being a kid. And, and as you say, you touched on there, I remember Captain Scarlet and just recently um, introduced it to my, my little boy, Albie, Captain Scarlet, um, and tried to watch it with him. Hang on, how, how old's your little boy? He's four now. And you're introducing something as terrifying as Captain Scarlet to him? It didn't occur to me that it is quite scary, isn't it? And he didn't, he didn't like it, the whole sort of... This is the voice of the Mr. Ones, but it is quite, it's quite terrifying, isn't it? All that, you know, murder and recreation and stuff is... Yeah. You're reconsidering think, that now. I did, I did, well, to be honest, I just saw it as a kid's programme, really. Yeah. Which is how I used to watch it. It is, but yeah. but there's something quite grown up about the show. So, like, you must have been watching Captain Scarlet, you must have been watching Captain Scarlet in the 90s, early 90s on Would have been, yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah, I would have been, I, I must have been quite young at the time, it's sort of, um... I don't, I don't, when I watched it back with Albie, I don't, don't remember an awful lot of it, so I must have been quite young. Yeah. yeah. 
And how do you think it stands up now compared to what all the other entertainment that's on offer for your, for your young one? I mean, it's a very different style, isn't it? It is different, yeah. Um, I don't know. I suppose it's just the way things evolve. Um, like you say, it's, it's actually it's quite dark in lots of ways, really, I suppose. Um, and a little bit scary. Um, but I don't remember it being particularly scary as a kid. Um, and I remember I really liked sort of the way it was with the... It had, like, real explosions and things, didn't it? You know, which obviously you don't get now with, with kind of cartoons and things. Um, so I remember that, be, being a little bit more real and, and really liking that. Although I never understood what he was ever scared of because he's indestructible, isn't he? <laughs> is, but surely, you know, going through injury and death must be painful. I guess it's the pain, isn't it? I guess so, yeah. I just, I never, that was the one thing, as being a small child, I never understood about Captain Scarlet, why you would ever be scared of anything. Yeah, shouldn't be a coward when you're indestructible. No, you wouldn't have thought so. <laughs> <laughs> OK, so if Captain Scarlet's the favourite, I mean... In terms of uh, things like Thunderbirds and Scarlet, did you ever have any toys like from that stuff when you were a kid? Yes, we did. Yeah, I just had a really clear image. I remember when we were little, my brother had Thunderbird 2 and I had Thunderbird 1. Obviously, I had the better one. <laughs> um, and that, that, was a, that, that caused a few debates. But yeah, so I, yeah, we had, we had a few other toys growing up. Um, so yeah, it was just sort of part of our childhood as it was for so many people. Yeah. And what do, you, what do you think makes Thunderbird 2 better than 1? I, com- I completely agree with you, by the way. I had 1. Oh, you were 1? I had 1, yeah. Oh, okay, so what's, what's it was good faster. about 1? Yeah, but it didn't do any of the work, Jason. It just turned up and then waited for Thunderbird 2 to arrive. Yeah. I mean, I should say you're in a Thunderbird 2 jersey now. Yes. Which, you know, is very Obviously, very now cool. growing up and being a little bit more practical, I appreciate the practicality that Thunderbird 2 brings to the party. But at the end of the day, when I was young, I think I was just focused on the speed and Thunderbird 1 was there first. It was yeah. the first to react. And that, that was just me all over, like a bull in a china shop. Okay. Straight in there. Scott Scott was the coolest. I mean, it kind of ma- makes sense with what you ended up doing being, you know, Mr. Fast, essentially. It's all about getting stuck in, yeah. Don't overthink it. Yeah, quite right, too. Now, uh, you mentioned Stingray as well, very briefly. Yeah. How much did that cross onto your radar? I remember watching Stingray growing up as well. I remember the intro, you know, the old Stingray, Stingray, <laughs> uh, and things like that. Um, yeah, I think that, that was another one, I think, to be honest. I, that was probably one of my favourites. That and Captain Scarlet was probably the ones we watched the most of, in all honesty. We watched a bit of Thunderbird, Thunderbirds, but I think, to be honest, it was all just dictated by what was on at the time. Of course. Obviously, there was no Sky Plus or anything. <laughs> no, we were still like four channels or something. So, then, yeah, it so. just so happened that when we turned the telly on, we got Captain Star- Scarlet and yeah. uh, Stingray. Fair enough. And are you going to keep introducing the shows, you think, your little one? I'll give it a few more years, um, but he's got quite good taste, Albie. He does. He, he taps into some of that stuff really well, some of the older, older stuff, um, which is quite cool. And it's interesting, he loves the old... Um, he's into his superheroes and stuff now, and yeah. he prefers the older theme tunes to the new ones. Mainly because the new ones are rubbish, I think. Oh, controversial. <laughs> okay. But the old sort of Spider-Man theme tune and stuff, yeah, it's yeah. quality, it's like classics, all, aren't they? All the sung stuff. and He loves that, yeah. Yeah, the Thunderbirds march and all that kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Proper, proper um, theme tunes that are sort of, that stood the test of time, I guess. Yeah, that's it. They are timeless. Now, you are sporting currently Thunderbird 2 jersey, yeah. the Thunderbird 4, etc. What do you think of the job that Hoover's done of, uh, of sort of recreating the vehicles? Have they, d- have they done the right job? Should they have gone for uniforms? What do you reckon? Oh, uh, I never even occurred to me that they could have done the uniforms. Um, <laughs> Those yellow, yellow and orange, yeah. you know, sashes across I, the chest. I think that, that might be there. They might have to do that in round two, maybe. <laughs> uh, I think they've done a good job with the vehicles, though. They're sort of um, instantly recognisable, aren't they? Particularly you, with with a little number on, everyone yeah. clocks it straight away. Um, and I think the yellow looks really cool and lends itself really well to a sort of cycling jersey. Yeah, they're nicely subtle, aren't they? 
Yeah, they are. You got a bit of a, like a sort of it's almost like British racing green on the Thunderbird Two yeah. jersey, isn't it? It's very classic. It is very appropriate. Uh, and Jason, if people want to find you on social media and that kind of thing, are you a big Twitterer or social media man? Where can they find you? I, I am on social media. Yeah. And, um, feel free to find me but I don't, I don't I'm not overly active <laughs> um, but I, I do go on there from time to time so yeah I am on Twitter and Instagram brilliant I'm sure they'll, uh, they'll want to follow with what you're doing Jason thanks very much uh, FAB <laughs> FAB Virgin <laughs> wow lovely Dean and lovely Sir Jason of Kenny Sir Jason. there. Uh, yep. Yes, I really enjoyed it. Them. It was a bit uh, noisy in there, as you probably could tell. So sorry yep, about yep. the uh, mm-hmm. the sound effects. Uh, but you probably will have heard in there the British men's cycling team cycling around. Those lovely kind of... Amazing. Sounds. That was them. Um, yeah. yeah, that was them. So cool. it was a very cool thing. Uh, and who would have guessed it that uh, J- Sir Jason Kenny's a big Captain Scarlet fan and is introducing his rather young child to Captain Scarlet. I think he was a bit surprised when I said, uh, isn't it a bit violent for a sort of a, a toddler, a post-toddler? But <laughs> yeah. he doesn't seem to yeah. care. Yeah. Oh, oh, is it? Oh, okay. Yeah. But yeah, uh, yeah nice. what a nice man. So thank you, Dean, and thank you, Sir Jason Kenny. Uh, go to whobedesign.com and have a look for the Thunderbirds gear there's more to come and you can follow uh, Jason Kenny on Twitter just search Jason Kenny Uh, great yes there you go it was a great day so uh, more exciting things next week uh, because it's pod 200 next week it's pod 200 I think we've got some special things happening next week do we well I say special I don't want to raise your hopes or anything, but, you know, a little bit different. Slightly just different from the norm. Slightly different, yes. yes. Okay. You'll see. Yeah. Uh, in the meantime, our final email of this week goes to Hannah, who says, Hi, Jamie, Richard and Chris. The closer the concert has been getting, the more excited I've become. I know it's going to be quite a weekend. I've got my tickets ready, and it'll be nice to see you all again after three years. Can't yeah. believe it's that long. Rikey. Uh, I've also booked, says Hannah, to see uh, the live podcast. I'm sitting in row C near the stairs. I missed the one you did at Leicester back in 2019. And I want to take the opportunity to join in with this one and pick up where I left off. I won't be attending the premiere of the documentary in London. I'd love to, but I'd rather watch it at the Electric Cinema instead and make the most of the weekend. Yeah, that's a good idea. Hannah. Uh, As for the film Thunderbirds, I go, well, I'd really love to, but I'm still not sure whether to watch or not, because after the podcast is finished, I may need a bite to eat and to get myself ready for the concert and... I want my weekend to be fun and not go into a panicked rush. So maybe, but whatever happens, it'll be a great weekend and something I won't forget in a long time. I look forward to seeing you all from Hannah. P.S. I'm getting there by one of the eagles. That's good. Just be careful who your pilot is. Because, you know. Uh, Now, over on our Facebook group, AC has been posting some outtakes from Century 21 Tech Talk featuring uh, John Colshaw, like you've never heard him before. I don't know if you've listened to that. It's very funny. Take a look at that. Uh, Jonathan Westall says, I may only be on Chapter 4, but I'm really enjoying the latest Stingray audiobook so far. Oh. Well, Jonathan, wait till you get to Chapter 5. Adrian John Heath says, On this day back in 2016, I was standing at Stirling Road for a tour of the Thunderbirds 1965 studios. Wow, even that seems a long time ago. Uh, And Louise asked, If you could buy any Jerry Anderson memorabilia, what would it be? Now, Dave Munn says, Well, as in available via retail or anything? If it's anything at all, then a screen-used item from Captain Scarlet, as it's my favourite Anderson production. Doesn't have to be a full-size, complete puppet, just anything to own a piece of history. If we mean retail, I do love the studio-scale Thunderbirds ships, although Thunderbird 2 is the wrong shade of green. Very wrong. Very wrong. Jonathan Bell says, well, 
original Mitch the Monkey for me because I like monkeying around. But on a serious note, original Thunderbird 1 model, please. Kevin Trott says, if it hadn't been destroyed, the Helijet from Pit of Peril, my absolute favourite. William oh. Lambden Smith says, uh, doesn't exist anymore, but an original John Tracy puppet would be my pick. I want my boy. I want to shower him with all the love and attention he deserves. Oh. For stuff that exists, a mint in the box fairy light, John Tracy. Interesting. Okay. okay. Miles Parrish says it's not a prop or anything, but a Powertech Tracy Island, ideally the specific one my mum spent a lot of energy obtaining for my birthday in 2004. Aww. Tom Hodden says, uh, I find the lack of orange underpants in this thread disappointing. Disturbing. Oh, uh, mm. disappointing. Yeah. Right, okay. Yeah, disappointing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. So, well, there we go. Uh, what would now, you have? Uh, what would I have? Well, I've got, I've got it. I've got it. I mean, I've got a... You know, a blaster and a multi-cop and a shirt from Space Precinct. And you, you took home uh, one of the editors as well. Uh, I took home one of the editors. And, and kept her my very own. then. <laughs> That's very right. Uh, now, I just mentioned Tom Hodden. And there's something oh, we haven't no, done really yet this week. Again. So it must be time for Tom Hodden's Quick Fire Five. Right. Are you ready for these? Everybody's excited for a certain upcoming concert. But what are you most excited about? Number one, the Aquafibian Choir singing Aquamarina or Robbie the Robot's ABBA medley? Oh, Robbie, obviously. We'd all like to hear that, wouldn't we? Number two, the Space Precinct theme played by the Xeroid Kazoo Orchestra or Zelda playing Joe 90's theme on the ukulele. <laughs> that's that's a close one, but I'm going for the Xeroid Kazoo Orchestra. Yeah, of course. Uh, number three, Fab Live from Thunderbird 5, or Staying Overnight in Thunderbird 2. Oh, Fab Live Thunderbird 5, just because of the rhyme. Yeah, yeah, nice. Uh, number four, Colonel White's one-man band, or Mitch playing the spoons. Oh, <laughs> that's really tough. Uh, Mitch and the Spoons, I think, actually. OK, very good. And finally, Candy and Andy's folk stylings or Koenig's grime tracks. Oh, Koenig's grime tracks. What a way to finish. I'd love to hear those as well. Yeah, fantastic. Well done. Thank you very much, Tom Hodden, for those fantastic quick fire fives. Yes, magic. Yeah, Thanks, I think Tom. Staying overnight in Thunderbird 2, I think you'd probably wake up a bit oily, wouldn't you? I always consider it because it's sort of the workhorse of the fleet. Yeah. I kind of... You know, there's probably a few rags lying around. Yeah, not a clean environment. Probably a bit yeah. chilly as well, I would think. A bit chilly. Yeah, true. Yeah. yeah. There we are. Yeah, all for now. Uh, I think we'll be heading on over to Twitter after the uh, randomizer and uh, see what people have been tweeting about. All right, well, I look forward to that. Uh, yeah. Now, Chris is mopping hmm. his brow. He's finished cycling. He, he has, yes, I can see that. And I see what this is about. What? This is all part of his move towards the randomizer becoming a zero carbon element of the podcast. I see. Good so idea. All of that cycling, all of that sweating, all of that lycra was yes. all in the aid of powering up the randomizer, which is now fully powered. Right. Great, great. So, I mean, that's very good of him to be so very green. Good. And he's wearing yeah. Thunderbird 2 uh, Lyqua jersey as well. So all, I noticed that, yes. very green. Well done, Chris. We applaud you. But he does look a bit pooped. Uh, okay, well, Chris, uh, good luck. Uh, I yeah, hope you recover luck, very soon for this week's yeah. Randomizer. Oh, well done. A five. Uh, go on, then. Move your piece. One. Yeah. Two. Yeah? Five. Uh... Seven. Uh, no, 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 Tony. Somehow I'm not quite sure you've got the hang of this. Well, I don't know what I mean. Well, yes, that's obvious. Oh, boy. Well, you better stay out of games of chance. You seem to be too lucky for your own good. Well, no, not so much luck as it is your lack of skill. I would like this device explained to me. What? 
Oh, the randomizer. Well, nothing much to it, really. You just press the red button there and it gives you the name of a random Jerry Anderson episode. Was it alive? Don't think anyone's ever asked that question, Tony. And the answer is... That's what I like about you. You always give me such a great sense of security. Well, you're the security chief, allegedly. Anyway, never mind. How's about pressing the button for us, eh? I think I'm more nervous than anybody. That's it. Well done. You know, there's a little man running around inside my head. Oh, I know, Tony, but try not to pay too much attention to him. What have we got? Well, it's the Protectors. That sure made my day. Uh, but it's not an episode you're in, unfortunately. Here's the numbers game. That's another thing I like about you. You're always upbeat. So, uh, welcome back to the Protectors on the Randomizer with the numbers game. Uh... And unfortunately, that's about all I can tell you about this episode. I... Oh, How's I have the view? No memory of this at all. Harry and the Contessa are in... Um, I don't know, somewhere on the Peseta. continent. Ah, Peseta, I'm going to guess Spain then. Uh, Harry's keeping an eye on a, uh, a bathing beauty. Yes, um, this is a first season episode, and I am pretty sure... Ooh. Uh car has driven past a, a parked car and dropped off a, a package. This lady that they were watching by the pool has gone to investigate. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I didn't see this episode until uh, the show was released on DVD. My first exposure to The Protectors was uh, Saturday morning repeats on Granada Plus. It used to go out as a double bill at 11am. Yeah. Believe it or not, I wasn't always up to catch the first episode, which was annoying, so this must have been one that I missed. She didn't open it. Then she knows what's in it. That's correct. Salute. Sante. Right, so the girl they were watching, someone's dropped an envelope into her car, and she's driven away. Harry and the Contessa don't seem concerned. There's another car following her. So, I guess this is some... Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 I thought we'd killed you. Oh, you know who it is. Oh, it's only Sherwood Price. The, the guy from the, the Poodle episode. Are you mad? Coming with me. Oh, oh, no. Be nice. Who are you? A friend. No, you're not. You're nobody's friend, Sherwood Price. I've seen that episode. Move! Oh, and you're so charming. Yes, I'd forgotten he played a... Uh, the American protector. I think his name was Carter in a couple of episodes. Very briefly. Oh, yes, this is Carter. Rumor has it to make your eyes spark. So that was why Harry and the Contessa weren't bothering to do anything. Nah. Pig. Because they had Carter parked further up the road to intercept the lady before she got too far away. That's private property. Inside, money. Whoa. So we're back from the opening titles. Um, now we have to work out why... Woman has been given money. Screenplay by Ralph Smart, who um, was... Was he the creator of Danger Man? Why have you brought me here? I've got a message from your father. Ah. What is it? Come home. All is forgiven. But all isn't forgiven. Not that it's any of your business. Hmm. This episode is one that... Um, and I think I have just actually renamed this, this uh, file, or named this file... 
The Quick Brown Fox, the two titles, even though they're completely different, they seem to uh, just float around in the same space in my head. Who sent it? Pig. Pig who? Ooh. It's from an admirer. Admirer? So, oh, there's a letter with the money. 0658724830965488756533. A lot of numbers. What's it all about? You tell me. I think you'd be wise to answer. And um, I've seen um, people discuss my my randomizer, let's say attempts with the protectors, and people have got the impression that I don't like the show. And it's not true. I love this show. And I get so frustrated with myself when episodes like this come up. When I first came out here. I know nothing about them. My father wouldn't help me because he wanted... Even though I have definitely seen this one at least twice. But I don't retain anything about them. They are just complete black holes. And I, I feel like I'm letting the side down a bit because I so want to say, no, look at this show. This is a good show. The, the, the good episodes of this show are just fantastic and I love them. Unfortunately, it's just the randomizer is... is Turning up by phone to week episode after week episode. Uh, well, not not even necessarily week, just unmemorable. We have a telephone kiosk. That's the date. And this is the Which, time. Which okay, granted. At that time, and I wait, and then a call. Some substantial part of this show may well be, but I know this show deserves better than I can do with it. I am trying. I apologise. Anyway. Hold the line, San Pedro. We have a call for you. England? Yes, that's me. Lady is uh, explaining to Harry and the Contessa. Zero six five eight seven two. But once she is given the names, no, the numbers even, she waits for a phone call to relay them on to somebody. And we're back in England now. We're back at the Harry Rule Pad, where I remember this guy. Uh, random sciencey type guy with glasses. You get the message? Yes. I came straight from the office. I've booked the computer time for 11.20. So he's obviously an associate of Harry's, somehow involved with the Protector's organisation. No explanation of who this guy is. We never see him again, but he seems to spend most of the episode hanging around the flat. 0658724830. Oh, whatever it is, it's taking uh, so long that Harry has time to shave before we get the... Harry Ribster something Albsus. Oh, he's got a printout. Yeah. issue allied with him, that doesn't make any sense either. Alternative effect point, uh, crack this code fast, will you? i got to see the girl's father. I just don't understand you, Mr. Rule. Right, so, um, yes. You didn't want to come. Science guy will crack the code that they've got from the numbers. Here and lock her up in a trunk. Why didn't you go to the Spanish authorities? And Harry has gone to see the guy who hired them to find his daughter. Well, yeah. when you cut off her allowance, she made other financial arrangements. What's she got herself into now? I don't know. Uh, this is a, a trope this show seemed to to do quite often. Um, kind of pawn in a dangerous chess game. Daughters and sons who were like, oh, I've just got to get away from my, my father. It was normally just a father. Sometimes they were, they were both parents, sometimes just the mother, but generally it was, my businessman father is, oh, he's stifling me. I've got to go and uh, 
join up with a, a terrorist cell in, in Malta or somewhere. Having considered the alternatives, I personally favour the first group. The savage here eludes me, but assuming fairy is in fact ferry, and the letters PM in the third group indicate time, uh, then the figures immediately after this group here... Just the answer, OK? Uh, the answer. Uh, well, again, assuming we return to the original numbers where we are not using the coded letters... Oh. Well... Dover. I mean, it's a slight um, touch of eccentricity with this character who's... Uh, What's the news from... ...very caught up in, in decoding the numbers and things. They don't suspect anything. And now, what are we doing in Dover? Hmm? Ah. Well, Words said by... Anyone who now visits Dover. Yes, this is uh, this is quite near to me. In fact, here comes the old uh, hovercraft. Well, the computer came up with a couple of alternatives. This is one of them. I'm not sure it's the best. Oh, there's a couple of guys on the roof in the background, and at first they seemed to be watching the filming, but now they've actually they've gone back to work. They seem to be doing something. Yes, this was back in the days when you could just park your car right next to the point where the uh, the hovercraft would arrive. And Harry still needs his binoculars to uh, scrutinise the cars that are coming off. A man, ALB 638. Ah, and something else that matches the uh, number sheet. Yeah, Bentley. Who owns that? Close, James. Well, why not follow it? Follow it all the way home and see who owns it. That car behind us, I was wondering if you'd noticed it. Since we left port. Ooh, so the protectors are themselves being followed as they follow the uh, the Bentley that uh, came off the hovercraft. Going to. Ah, who's at the wheel? A very 70s looking chap, a very protector's villain type chap. So he's pulled ahead. Clear that interests so he is also on the trail of the Bentley. Is that registration? Oh, good, it's this guy. The eight is a Bentley registered in the name of Savage. This is Lawrence Savage of Harley Street. Doctor? An eminent heart surgeon. Ooh. Got an address on him? The old barn, Quarry Lane. So I wonder what the, the rule was when they would have episodes where they would have Harry and the Contessa and instead of having Paul, they would drop in a new guest character, like with the the guy who's been left essentially manning the phones here. There was also, I think, um, See No Evil, where um, James Bolam was, was on the team. For seemingly no reason that... Uh, you know, Paul couldn't manage. Anyway, the uh, Bentley has now arrived at its country estate, and 70s protectorsy villain is uh, now hanging around the place with his huge cravat as the chauffeur washes the Bentley. What's he gonna do? Nothing, because that was an advert break. Okay, and it now seems to be several hours later. Oh, he was standing there the whole time. Ah. Dastardly plan. He's waited till nightfall to... Oh, okay. He's positioned himself under the car so that he can retrieve... Oh, a cylinder. Containing, well, some nefarious contents, no doubt. 
But who else can wait all day? Harry Rule! Thank you. Ah, so they've just let this guy do all the work and then swooped in and taken it off him. And this uh, heart surgeon guy, this... Uh, I can't remember the, the, the name of the character or the actor, but he's played by the guy who was the captain of the Concord in uh, Doctor Who Time Flight. So, there you go, that's something. Oh, I think his name's Richard Easton. Oh, please, please, don't break the seal. Don't break the seal? Oh, no, you broke the seal. Oh. Heroin. Heroin. Surprise. Shorty boy. Surprise. Say nothing till I see my lawyer. Out. Letting me go? On your way. You're not at the police. That's right. So, I cannot. Why not? If I do not deliver the package, I'm in bigger trouble. Tough. Yes, Harry and the Contessa have both got very grumpy faces on here. Back to me. Who are you supposed to deliver to? Looking very serious about all this. I don't know, I swear. All right. All right. <laughs> Just don't make me get out of the car, I'll tell you. Public telephone box. They phone me, tell me where to park the car. I leave it that on the seat. And when you come back, it's gone. And there's money in its place, hmm? Sure. Mm. That's the way it is. No, please, you don't understand. Out. No, no. Please, no, you don't understand. No, please, they, they killed me. They killed me. No, please, please. Oh, no. Well, surely someone with a bright orange shirt, bright indigo trousers, and that uh, fine cravat should... Uh, they plant their dope on it. Should be rather inconspicuous. Anyway, it's back to Harry's flat. All over Europe. Hungry? Hmm? Oh, yes, that smells good. Oh, well, yeah, good. He seems to be cooking a whole mountain of food there for two people. <laughs> Wait, he's asking her if she's hungry. He's already laid out all the dinner plates. They've got salad on the table. He's cooking away. Now where they put that on the Bentley. Hmm? What would he have done if she'd said no? Yes, so, having had their massive dinner... Palpitations can be distressing, but they're not dangerous. The Contessa is now visiting the heart surgeon. Excellent help. Of course, it um, could be caused by anxiety. I'll give you a tranquilizer. Thank you, Doc. I don't think so. This episode is is quite tranquilized enough, I think. I'm sorry, I'm I'm struggling with this, and I'm trying to work out... As I said, I really don't want to give the impression that I don't like the protectors, and I'm trying to figure out, as I go through this, what it is about it that isn't hooking me this episode specifically. Delightful hotel, with its feet in the sea, as the French say. <laughs> oh, we're now going back to Spain? I think... Uh, I don't know, I think the, the lack of a clear villain here at the moment isn't helping. Join yourself? Oh, yes. Look, I think we're wasting our time. Did you call the girl? I have. She's had no messages for three days. The show either seems to let its characters want to do everything, or, as they were doing at the start of the episode, kind of sit around and uh, wait for other people to do the work for them. That is a good idea. And now we're back to waiting for, I, th I think, the girl to show up again? Oh, and it's now night time. They've spent all afternoon peering through binoculars. Yeah, even Harry's having trouble keeping his eyes open. Yes. It's me. What is it? Down in the car park. The fish are biting. Ooh. Interestingly, Harry and the Contessa have separate beds. I know uh, some people have raised the question to uh, what extent their relationship is uh, 
something more than what we see. I certainly think there's a uh, there's the potential for it to develop in that way, but um, I think it's nice that they didn't. It's just a mild flirting. Anyway, so Harry has noticed a car has been removed of its underneath cylinder thingy containing heroin. Hola, Senor Pepe. And the collector went back to the bar Pepe. Harry was following him at like, you know, two feet distance. There's no way the guy couldn't have seen him, and yet somehow he didn't see him. Buenos dias, señores. Que día más estupendo. It's now the next day, and Harry and the Contessa have uh, stopped by for a drink. Again, this is the bar Pepe. That's our man. That's Pepe. An idea that should cause the maximum panic and confusion. Oh, that'll be good. Every time he puts a container underneath a car, uh -huh. we empty it, seal it, and put it back again. There will soon be angry blasts from all over Europe, and the man at the top will be forced to show his hand. My Contessa, I love you. Dos cafés con leche. No. Gracias. De nada, señora. It is good to be alive, eh? Si, Pepe, it is good to be alive. And if you want to stay that way... Oh, I'm sorry, that's just a habit I slip into that. Hmm. That's the fourth. Fourth can. They'll be taking up panic stations any time now. So this is four days of just kind of hanging around in Spain. They'll take him to the big man? Sure. Intercepting cars and their heroin uh, shipments before the actual person can come and collect them. Pepe won't be going home again. Not Pepe. <laughs> and yet, look how kind he's being to them. What's this? We didn't order champagne. It is a regalo, senores. A present? Oh, very nice. What have we done to deserve this? Every day you are here. My best uh, customers. A charming gesture. Thank you, Pepe. Si, si, si. It was. Uh, yeah, it kind of shows how much of this episode is not padding, but the structure is quite odd. Harry and the Contessa have just spent four days basically doing nothing except drinking and helping themselves to heroin shipments. But now... A suspicious car has arrived. Pepe has been summoned by a suspicious finger. He doesn't have to close the cafe. He just gets in the back of the car and there it goes. Wait at the hotel. Don't leave until you hear. I guess there must be a Mrs. Pepe to run the cafe. Oh, so... I guess Pepe is now being taken to see the big man, the... Uh, Numero uno behind this operation. And Harry is taking a heck of a long time to drive up this road. He's watching Pepe's car being escorted in. How's he going to get through these huge locked doors? I'm Harry Rule. Oh, that'll do it. Wants to see me. I'm Robert Vaughn. Just let me in. Tell him it's about registration plates. English, French and German. He'll understand. And I have a feeling that we are now coming up on on the identity of the yeah. Oh my goodness, yes. The identity of the the man behind this operation. There he is. It's very kind of you to call, Mr. Rule. Oh, and this is why I think I well, no, I was going to say this is why I don't remember this episode. I do remember this episode mainly for the fact that they've done something very, very stupid. They have hired, to play the, the head bad guy, a chap named Peter Arn, who is 
basically brilliant in everything I've ever seen him in. And they're, they're only using him in the last three minutes. You don't do that show. You don't hire Peter Arn and then only use him for three minutes. You could have had him for a whole episode. But no. Three minutes. That's all we can manage. Uh, yes, he's playing snooker or pool. I don't know what the difference is. Your losses aren't his fault. And Harry has also picked up a cue. They are sort of fencing around... The topic of the heroine. Oh, well, Harry has now thrown it onto the table. Oh, Arne just kind of casually moves it aside with his cue. Yes, Peter Arne, a regular uh, ITC villain, uh, and someone who in uh, in real life was was murdered. Um, I, I'm not 100% certain, but I would have to assume that he holds the uh, unique distinction of being the only... Anderson actor to have been murdered and it's such a nothing role for him really he's just there whereas there are episodes of things like Danger Man and Man in a Suitcase where he's these properly slimy scheming manipulative villains the kind of role that you might expect Vladik Shabel to get and he's just nothing it's such a shame this is you know when you, with the ITC shows, you see this familiar roster of faces and he's just one of my favourite, oh yeah, it's that guy, this is going to be good. But this isn't good. State's evidence. Impossible. Now listen, you're a big mucky muck. I, I'm what? <laughs> okay. Who's your big mucky muck? Much bigger. Anyway, I've waffled all over whatever they were talking about. Uh... So maybe this guy wasn't the, uh... Well, you can run, but, uh, what, for a day? The numero uno. Week, month, year. I can oh, get he's got a gun. I'd say state's evidence. It's your best shot. Your shot. He's pulled it on Harry, and... You suggest state's evidence. What good would it do me? Cut a 30-year sentence in half... Harry's turned his back on him for some reason. As you said, Mr. Rule, my shot. Uh. Oh, he's just shot himself. Okay. Yep, I'm doubling down on the that's a criminal underuse of a Peter Arn. I, you know, if underusing Peter Arn were a. a, a chargeable crime charge this episode with underuse of a peter arm so anyway everything is all sorted the girl that harry was assigned to protect to bring home she's now dancing in his arms at his house they're heading for the bedroom and uh, who was on the bed gus the dog was on the bed he's relocated to a different room so that Harry and Lady Friend can get to know each other better. And that was... What was it? The, the numbers game. See, I can't even remember what I was watching. I am so sorry. Um, thoroughly average, as you can see, very forgettable episode of The Protectors. I am so sorry that this keeps happening. I want to talk about great episodes. I want to talk about The First Circle. I want to talk about Petard. I want to talk about Vocal. Unfortunately, the randomizer keeps giving me duff episodes. It's not my fault. Leave me alone. Well, that was random. In the avenues and alleyways, it's yeah. always random. Yes. yes. 
Nice. Um, uh, protectors. Protectors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah well, know, whatever. Yeah. 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 Good for you, okay. Chris. I, it's, it's still right. technically Jerry Anderson, but only by technicality. Yeah, but that's why it's in the randomizer. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, no, fair game. Fair game. Uh, looking ahead, of course, I guess we're going to have our second only live randomizer, are we, in Birmingham? We the, are uh, indeed, yes. We're yes. arranging the technicalities of that, but uh, yes, it will be a uh, live randomizer live from Birmingham at the Electric wow. Cinema. So, uh, best of luck with Great. that, Chris. So we're recording that Saturday afternoon. It's going out on Monday, I'm assuming, like all the other I, podcasts before it. it. I don't know yet. It may mean that we <laughs> yeah. need a little bit longer for that. So it may be yeah. uh, the following the week, week. after. So let's yeah, let's yeah. see how we go. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, meanwhile, over on Twitter, people have been hashtagging us, uh, Jerry Anderson Podcast, uh, like Ryan Hughes, who said, Every graphic designer I know has a fascination with the Jerry Anderson shows. The branding, the Century 21 ident, the titles, Thunderbird, Stingray, the corporate design, Spectrum. And Malcolm Garrett understands. Oh, yes, he certainly does. Clever yeah. Malcolm. Uh, Rock and Roll Book Club tweeted, We love Malcolm Garrett's episodes of the Jerry Anderson podcast with Jamie Anderson. Technology, nostalgia, futurism and punk. A great night in. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and picking up on a, the news item we shared a little earlier, uh, Lord James Howe uh, says, R.I.P. Leo Eaton. I really enjoyed the interview Leo did with Jamie Anderson for the Jerry Anderson podcast. Yes. It was really interesting. Uh, it's nice, isn't it, that though these people are leaving us, we can still spend time in their company, and that's that's a precious thing, I think. Melinda tweeted, just booked for the Anderson podcast. The big screen viewing of Thunderbirds I Go at the Electric Cinema and the Jerry Anderson celebration of film and music uh, in Birmingham. Fantastic. Look forward to seeing you there. Meanwhile, over on yes. YouTube, yes. Uh, screen Files commented, thank you for introducing me to Starfleet. Puppetry-wise, it's not in the same league as Jerry Anderson's shows, but the theme song over the end credits is way catchier than it has any right to be. Uh, it lyrically reminds me of the band Styx, which has something to do with the lead singer sounding vaguely like Dennis DeYoung to me. By the way, doesn't the X-Bomber bear more than a passing resemblance to Battlehawk? And speaking of resemblances, doesn't the alien battleship look quite a bit like the Sea View from Voyage to the Bottom of the Sea? Well, it's interesting, isn't it? Everything's related, isn't it? Particularly in the sci-fi mm. world. I think you can trace, you know, like a family tree almost between design to design and production to production. Oh, of course. Yeah. And finally, Leo de Grant says, I love Starfleet. A part of its appeal was nostalgia for Super Mario Nation series, which weren't being shown at the time. The serial story worked really well, but I don't think I ever saw the last episode. I, I assume the good guys won. Well, you'll never know. No, we'll never know. None of us ever I will. Mean, no, they always do, don't they? So it's a pretty safe bet, I think. Yeah, mostly. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, all for now. Uh, but don't forget, please send in your uh, emails to podcast at jerryanderson.com, hashtag us jerryandersonpodcast, and join in all the fun on our Facebook group. And I suppose for Fab Live, are we going to be in a position to show photos and stuff if people want to send them in? Yes, yeah, so they can email fablive at jerryanderson.com and we'll um, okay. we'll do our best to show things and read out your emails and all that, uh, all that jazz. Yeah. How about uh, sending a picture of you with your concert tickets? For the yes, weekend just following. making sure you're covering up any uh, any details right. on the tickets. Yeah, yeah, yes, quite right, yes, yes. Uh, or anything at all. You know, your your merch, your cosplay, your kids playing with toys, you playing with toys, whatever you like. Send it all in to fablive at jerryanderson.com. Please do. I look forward mm. to it. Yeah. Right. 
I think that's it. It's been a very long one, this, with all the news. Well, that's all your fault, isn't it? Uh, Everything's always my fault, as it turns out. But uh, there we go. Uh, Now, do pop along and enter win.jerryanson.com to win some tickets for the Jerry Anson Weekender. It's not quite all expenses paid, but it well nearly is. It really Uh, is. Yes, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing who wins that and making sure they have a brilliant weekend. All of you will have a brilliant weekend who are joining us. Even if you're not, you'll still be able to enjoy stuff from afar, enjoy the documentary and other bits and pieces. So, uh, yes, stay tuned. More podcasts next week pod 200 who would have thunk it that we make it 200 there pods through yeah, so it's a real celebration uh, do Correct. send in any messages for that podcast jerryanson.com and for now I think we need to go and have a lie down not together uh, you understand uh, but just a separate oh, lie down that would yes. be terrible yes. that would be weird that, that hasn't happened talking, since yeah. uh, Fab Live 4 I think <laughs> that's right that will never happen again <laughs> yes that was a long time ago <laughs> anyway we've moved yeah. on since then alright right, yeah. time to go see you next week <laughs> bye bye <laughs> I don't remember the exact circumstances of that, but we were on a duvet together, weren't we? <laughs> I think. Well, we were in my old spare room, weren't we? On yeah. the uh, on the sort of the day bed, and I thought it'd be rather fun, a bit like sort of a you know, Morgan Wise. Wise. Yeah, exactly. that was That's it. We yeah, yeah. Back in the days, when we were aspiring to be like that before yes. we, we let ourselves and everyone else down. Yes, we're more sort of cannon and ball, really, aren't we? Even that's a bit a bit rich, I think. Bit of a stretch, yeah. Yeah, maybe. yeah. yeah but if you enough. if you know which comedians we're most like, Podstroms, then do email us podcast <laughs> at jerryanderson.com. Um, oh, please. Uh, yes, I, I'm sure there'll be some offensive ones in there, but uh, they'll probably be the best suggestions, so I'm looking forward to yes, reading those next right. week. Yeah, and then dressing up in cosplay as those comedians. Brilliant. Uh, for the uh, concert in Birmingham. Yep, if we don't do that, then we're clearly uh, criminals, basically. Anyway, Anyway. (laughs) time to go, I think. Yeah, I've got a cheese sandwich to finish. Uh, I need to make myself something. So, uh, yes, yum yum. Thanks for making me a sandwich, Richard. Uh, Well, you're welcome. (coughs) Anyway, where is it? Have you got any more pickle? Oh, lovely, yeah. Just a bit more tomato would be great. Oh, sorry, Jamie. See you next week. You have been listening to the Jerry Anderson Podcast. Wasn't it fun? You have been listening to an Anderson Entertainment production.